how many of you listening in right now has not celebrated something that you have achieved or something that you are proud of because you are worried that people might actually be annoyed or frustrated or jealous or angry or resentful if you do. Keeping it real as always on the Self-Improvement Room podcast. I'm your host, Christy Davis. If this is your first time joining in, you've been here before, make sure you click the follow button so you don't miss an episode that could be the episode that contains something that you need to hear to start changing your life. Welcome back to the self-improvement room. This is visit number 36, Insane, the year is flying which means there's really no better time to start changing your life. And today I want to talk about shining too bright and dulling your light for everybody around you. Lack of self-recognition and fear of celebrating your achievements can really impact your mental health. And this happens everywhere. So what I'm going to do in today's episode is give you four different perspectives and then ways to manage those or handle those perspectives. So we're going to talk about shining too bright in the workplace, what happens when you shine a little too bright in your friendships, and then we're going to talk about family And then lastly, if you are at university or studying or you're still a student, we're going to include you as well. So in a world that celebrates humility and modesty, it's not uncommon for people to downplay their achievements. The fear of appearing boastful or trying to outshine others can really lead to a lack of self-recognition, which honestly, ultimately impacts your mental health. And this this phenomenon, I'm going to call it that, extends right across various sections of your life, including, as I said, work, friendships, family, and even school. Dulling your light to make others feel better can really hinder your authenticity and it can lead to emotional distress. I know this because I've done it. I've done it for years. I know where to say things and where not to say things. And sometimes, actually many times, (laughs) because of my ADHD, I have not held back in my accomplishments or my achievements and I have absolutely experienced what can happen, the effect of sharing your accomplishments and having people not want to celebrate with you. So in this episode, I really want to explore the effects of this type of behaviour and then I want to give you some methods or action plans 
to help you embrace who you are regardless of the consequences. All right, so let's start with the workplace. I am grateful that I am self-employed, so I don't have to deal with this too much, but I haven't always been self-employed and I have seen it happen a lot. What am I talking about? I am talking about the fear of shining too brightly and that often comes up. So when in the professional world, the fear of shining too brightly often comes from a desire to maintain that harmonious relationship with colleagues. And that can actually be a form of imposter syndrome. And again, can lead to feelings of inadequacy, stress and missed opportunities in your career as well. So feelings of inadequacy and stress, they can lead to mental health issues. It is so important that within your workplace, you can feel comfortable to achieve. That's what you are there for. I guarantee your boss wants you to achieve and shine as brightly as you can. If they don't, then there is a problem with your boss. And it's understandable to want to remain harmonious within your workplace. Everybody wants to do that. But you can't do that at the cost of your mental health. So if, you know, Susie's got a problem with you getting better numbers than her or hitting your key performance indicators and she doesn't, that's Susie's problem. That is not for you to deal with. So in the workplace, make sure you regularly take stock of your achievements, no matter how big or small they are. Keep a record of what you do well and acknowledge the effort and dedication that went into it. Remind yourself that recognizing your accomplishments is not arrogance. It's a form of self-care and self-awareness, both of which are crucial to maintaining mental health. Building a supportive network is also crucial to being able to cope with this kind of stress at work. So surround yourself with the colleagues who actually appreciate your accomplishments and celebrate their own. If there is no one at your workplace like that, then seek out mentors who can provide guidance and perspective on your journey. And I've done that a lot throughout the last, maybe more so the last five years, is seek mentors and look for the people that are going to understand what I'm going through and who are going to be able to offer something positive to my life, to the situation, because they understand. Create a culture of mutual recognition as well. So encourage others in your workplace. You will find that if you are struggling with people, but you give back kindness and compassion and recognition, then that really messes with their head because they don't feel congruent with their thoughts. So as human beings, we actually like to understand why we think the way we do. And we will do almost anything to make sure that we feel connected between our thoughts and our feelings. 
And if somebody's being awful to you and you are just coming back at them (laughs) with kindness, then they are forced to look at themselves and say, well, is it me? (laughs) Am I doing something wrong? Or they won't want to do that and they will figure it is just too much work. (laughs) So I'm just going to leave that person alone. So really try recognising and encouraging other people within your workplace. It may change the dynamic. All right, so that's what happens and what you can do in a workplace. But what happens when it starts happening in friendships? What happens when you have a friendship circle where your friends are just not being supportive? where they are not sharing your achievements, happy to share theirs, but not happy to share yours. In friendships, the fear of outshining each other can really lead to a lack of authenticity, once again, and emotional strain on your friendship. So how do you mitigate that? Well, when you are sharing those achievements, just share with humility when you discuss any accomplishments. Approach the topic with a little bit of sensitivity to your friend's feelings if you know that it might bring up something for them. And then offer genuine congratulations when your friend achieves their goals because that will encourage them to do the same. It will foster a culture of that mutual celebration. So it's really, really important once again to acknowledge your friends and their accomplishments so that when you achieve things, they are more responsive. But if it becomes a problem and they are consistently not supportive and they make you feel bad about achieving and you feel like you have to hide those achievements or those accomplishments, that's when you really need to be looking at the friendship that you have and asking yourself, is this adding to my life? If the answer is no, then the next question is, is there a way to change it? Is there a way to enhance the friendship, to get it to a point to where we are both happy when each other achieves something. And something else that can really help that relationship flourish is being open about struggles and triumphs. That builds deeper connections with your friends when you share not only about your successes but also your challenges Embracing vulnerability, and I talk about this a lot because I am a huge fan of Brene Brown's work, and she researches vulnerability and shame. And when you embrace vulnerability, you create a space for open, honest conversations about not only achievements, but setbacks and struggles. And this really shows your human side. And that sometimes can be enough to disarm your friends and show that, you know, you you have struggles as well. It's not just all about triumphs. And that can really move to build a stronger relationship between you. 
All right, so that is friendships. But what happens when this happens within your family? Family dynamics can play a significant role in somebody's tendency to downplay their accomplishments. And that can really lead to feeling invisible and it can lead to unfulfillment. As human beings, we want to, most of us, want to achieve in life. We want to be recognised. And the first people we want to recognise us is our family. Our parents, especially when we're young, our spouse, our partners, our siblings, uncles, aunties, depending on your family dynamic as to who you would like to recognise your achievements, but you want to be seen. So what can you do when you feel like you can't achieve in a safe space? And by safe space, I mean in a space where you are made to feel good about those achievements, about those acknowledgements, not feel guilty or ashamed. What can you do? So the first thing that I suggest and I try, uh, actually I'm quite lucky, my family, um, my family is very, very supportive of everything that I do, uh, but I recognise that not everybody is as lucky. Uh, so the first thing that I see work really well is to communicate openly with your family. So that means start conversations with your family about your aspirations. So what do you want to achieve? What do you want to accomplish? And then it's a really great idea to emphasise a mutual understanding and support. So really emphasise that you are there for them and you want to see what they can achieve. You want to know what their aspirations are. Setting healthy boundaries, though, to protect your mental well-being and to ensure your voice is heard is incredibly important. And again, going back to Brene Brown's work, she talks about people being wholehearted. And her definition of this is men and women who are living and loving with their whole hearts despite the risks and uncertainty. And she says, these people who are wholehearted generally have graped their way there every single day working on themselves. But one of the important things that they all have in common is that they are very good at boundaries. They're good at saying no. No, thank you. That doesn't work for me. They're good at setting boundaries to keep them from feeling resentment you know what, that's something that I really want to do a whole episode on because boundaries especially have been difficult for me to put in place uh, in my life, but they have made the world of difference. So learning to put boundaries in place with your family is important. It's crucial to the relationship that you have because Family are the first ones that you want to say yes to. I know I do. I know that I never want to say no. Even if it kills me, I'm going to say yes. But 
I have to really consider if that is what is best for our relationship. Because if I say yes to something and then I think I really don't want to do this, I don't have time, that's when feelings of resentment start to kick in and also feelings of maybe stress, anxiety, and that can lead to things like depression. So putting boundaries in place in every aspect of your life is really important, but it's really difficult when it comes to family. But again, equally as important. Your family should want the best for you, but it doesn't always work like that. But in saying that, you should also want the best for them. So that is something that you might have to practice. All right, moving on to our last perspective. And this is the school perspective. School, university, vet courses, whatever you're doing. When you are looking at the school perspective or academic settings, the fear of standing out can absolutely hinder personal growth and self-esteem. Now, don't get me wrong, there are students, especially you know, younger students, maybe around the HSC time, who are quite competitive. And that can be good, but it can also be really unhealthy. And I have my son who is doing his HSC this year, or actually he's completed it. And I was really able to get a better look inside the world of students, not just my son, but his friends uh, and just his year in general. And what I noticed was the amount of stress they put on themselves, the amount of pressure they put on themselves to achieve, to do well, to even be perfect, which is incredibly dangerous. So in academic settings, sometimes the fear of not standing out can be the problem. But there is also that fear of standing out all of the time and shining too brightly and everyone else around you getting frustrated. So what do you do about that? I have a little story actually about this because I used to feel like this at school. I was the only musical person at the school. Well, I wasn't the only musical one, but I was very active in the music industry. Uh, I recorded my first EP when I was 14 so I think I might have been in year eight or nine and I was always performing I was in school spectaculars performing at the school and performing and singing was really not very popular back when I was at school and so that was a big source of bullying for me uh, which I really didn't understand but given the childhood that I was already experiencing, bullying was probably last on my list and um, hasn't really, thankfully, impacted me too greatly. However, I can absolutely understand and appreciate how that does really affect people. So shining brightly at, at school, you know, can really, really bring those bullies out. Nobody really ever supported me greatly, in that journey, I had a couple in my music class uh, that were really great. But aside from that, the rest of the school was like, eh, eh, we are not, <laughs> we are not recognizing you at all in a positive light. And 
I was playing a gig just a couple months ago and I recognised one of the women there who was actually a year younger than me at school and just very popular, very beautiful, very popular at school uh, and like I mean popular, inverted commas, she was one of the popular girls uh, that everybody thought had it together. And she said to me at this gig, uh, she said, I used to go home and sing in the mirror and pretend that I had the same confidence that you had. And that leads me to what I'm about to say. If you recognise your talents and achievements and you don't shy away from them, then you are actually more than likely a source of inspiration and motivation, not only for yourself, but for other people in your year or in your school. It may not look like that because they may need to mask themselves for one reason or another. But I guarantee there is somebody there going, my God, I wish I could do that. Or, oh, they're doing it. It's okay for me to do it. You pave the way for other people. When you recognize your own achievements and you accept those, again, with humility, then you are shining a light, not just for yourself, but for others to follow. You're saying, hey, it's okay to achieve. In fact, it's more than okay. This is what we're here to do. We get one life. This is what we are here to do. Do not shine less brightly just because you are worried about what somebody else thinks. Because I guarantee the brighter you shine, there are equally as many people looking at you going, she can do it, he can do it. They can do it, so I can do it. That is inspiration and motivation. People look up to people who achieve with humility. So remember, embrace your unique abilities. Because while you might annoy some people, they are not the people that you are meant to be recognising this for. You are doing it for yourself and you are doing it to pave the way for others. That is a huge one for me. So there you go. Dulling your light to make others feel better can have a substantial impact on your mental health and really hinder your authentic self-expression. That's a lot of big words, but what I mean by that is it can really stop you from being who you truly are and when we aren't truly who we are, we don't feel congruent, we don't feel whole, we feel like there's part of us missing. So really encourage a culture of pride where everybody is celebrated for their individual strengths. And then practice self-recognition. Surround yourself with a supportive network, embrace vulnerability, and you can overcome this fear of achieving or shining too brightly and truly be yourself. 
one of my strongest values. And uh, again, looking back at Brene Brown's work, she gets you to do all of this work around your values. And uh, she gives you a list of, God, over 100. And you've really got to pick the two that that really resonate with you. And it's hard because there's a lot on the list. I'm talking like family, love, travel. What are the things that, you know, you really value in life? And for me, the top one, the number one value of mine is authenticity, which means that I have to remember to show up as myself. Sometimes I fail. Sometimes I will agree with somebody just to keep the peace (laughs) or just so I don't look silly. And that really goes against what I believe and how I feel and therefore doesn't make me feel good. So when I'm not being my true self, I don't feel good. And so many of us live our entire lives pretending (laughs) to be somebody else, not being our authentic self. So we're living this life where we feeling one thing but we're acting out something different and that causes incongruence and incongruence is actually a latin word that means inconsistent or not coming together so you've got these thoughts and these feelings that are just not matching up with who you are or what you're putting out to the world and that is detrimental to our mental health. So looking at the workplace, friendships, family and the education world, the academic world, it's really important that we shine bright and it's more than okay to shine bright. We don't have to dull ourselves for anybody that's my message this week. I hope that uh, I hope that it resonated with at least some of you. And if it did, make sure you click follow so you can be notified when a new episode is available. All right. Thank you for joining me in the self-improvement room. Until next week, stay safe and stay well.